Hello and welcome to One Star Bazaar, where we review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. This week I bring you the penultimate installment of Molly's Minisodes, where I review the movies Jonathan refuses to watch. I chose a film that brings an 80s cartoon rock star from the small screen to the silver screen in the age of the internet. Gem and the Holograms was directed by John M. Chu, written by Ryan Landles, in theaters October 23rd, 2015, starring Aubrey Peoples, Stephanie Scott, Haley Kiyoko, Aurora P- oh boy. Aurora Perinio, Winter Perinio, Molly Ringwald, Juliette Lewis, and Ryan Guzman. The synopsis is, as a small-town girl catapults from underground video sensation to global superstar, she and her three sisters begin a journey of discovering that some talents are too special to keep hidden. It has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 42% on Metacritic, so it's just barely over our usual Metacritic fodder, and was liked by 77% of Google users. I was able to find two fairly positive critic reviews, one from Alonzo Duraldi of The Wrap. He said, This new gem might be pure cubic zirconium, but that doesn't mean it can't be part of a fun night out. And Matt Zoller Seitz of RogerEbert.com said, Gem and the Holograms is one of the weirdest big screen adaptations of a cheap TV cartoon that I've seen. That's praise. So, <laughs> okay. Um... Let's just go ahead and talk about the acting in this movie. So the acting is fine. It really isn't any worse than some of the youth-driven films you'll find on Disney. <laughs> uh, in my notes, I, I said <laughs> pooping out. So but you'll find Disney pooping out year after year. I meant to write popping, but I feel like pooping is more <laughs> fitting at this point. Um, and I found the choice of Molly Ringwald and Juliette Lewis smart because... Both of them have, like, literally lived this life of a young girl thrust into the spotlight and really could have provided some valuable insight to the young cast. So I'm not sure how much of that fountain of experience was tapped during the production, but it certainly should have been. Um, In terms of the story, okay, so I did not watch Gem and the Holograms, so I'm not sure how much this movie deviates from the show. But when I was researching for this, um, apparently the director was a really big fan and had been trying to make the movie for a couple years. So it really was a passion project for him. And as far as um, everything he's been able to say, like he really want, tried to stay true to the heart of the show. And it kind of makes the backlash that he received from the fan base so heartbreaking. But the only thing that I was really confused about in this story was I didn't think they explained her little like robot companion enough. Um, she has this little robot thing that her deceased father built for her named Synergy. And he kind of takes her on this like scavenger hunt thing almost. Um, and I guess in the show he like helped disguise her and like made hologram i mean i i don't know nothing about the show so if you know stuff about gem and the holograms please tell me (laughs) um and in terms of how bored i was during it i i did have to watch it in pieces just because of my schedule this week so there weren't any points of it where i was super bored there might have been like a few too many montages 
And there were these like fan videos that they inserted at random points during the movie that kind of seemed out of place. And I had to look it up because apparently the production requested these videos um, prior to filming the movie. And they had fans of the show either send in audition tapes or explain what the cartoon version of Jem meant to them and use that footage to make it seem like they were talking about this new incarnation of Jem uh, within the universe of the movie. So like, you know, video responses to her internet uploads. Um, And I guess there was a lot of backlash for that. Like, they made it seem like they were going to cast regular people in the movie and they didn't basically they, they took these videos of people talking about the cartoon gem and tweaked it so that it looks like they're talking about the movie version, which made the people in those videos very angry. I didn't, you know, see anything super wrong with it. It seemed fine to, in the context of the movie, but I guess people got really mad. (laughs) So what did this movie do? Well, I think it did a good job of capturing the digital age. So musicians are always getting discovered from an online video. And then there's this whirlwind of fame that can happen so fast. So they really did a great job of picking that up and and explaining that and showing that there are, there is this like great relationship between the sisters. So there's two sisters, then two like cousin, foster sister, some, you know, not biological sister, but still relationship between them. That's really touching. And there, and there's this also mystery side plot with the robot and the record label. And it seemed out of place to me. (laughs) So maybe it's in line with the TV show. I mean, I don't know if they went kind of Scooby-Doo on it and like solved mysteries every once in a while, but that's kind of what it felt like they were doing. And one of the things that this movie also did was they really incorporated the music fairly well. I mean, they didn't make it feel like it wasn't a musical, but they definitely made the music a part of the story. And like kind of the whole thing had like a behind the scenes music video movie like you'd see with like the Jonas Brothers or Justin Bieber or, you know, pop star never stop stopping whatever that one was called (laughs) um but you know they show kind of the background and personal stuff with the characters but then also um the music part as well however this is obviously not documentary style like those are now do i wish i had not watched this movie so no i don't wish I could get the time I watched it back. And I can definitely see how young people would like this movie. I mean, at its core, it's really a story about being true to yourself and not letting others dictate who you should be or let others try to change you. I didn't find it as entertaining as something like Josie and the Pussycats or other movies about fictional pop stars like the Lizzie McGuire movie. (laughs) And I also didn't hate it. So, I mean, it has a decent soundtrack if you like pop music. And maybe it's a curse of the fandom that we've seen in recent films where an adaptation doesn't turn out quite like the fans envision, so they hate it and are super vocal about it. 
Um, but since I'm not a fan of the show, you know, I can objectively say that this is a fairly decent movie compared to some of the others out there about teen pop phenoms. And it's really not that bad. So I don't know. Give it a chance if you like that kind of genre. And if not, like Jonathan, uh, just don't watch it. <laughs> Join me next week for the final Molly's mini-sode. And I tell you what I'm watching, but I don't actually know yet. So it'll be a surprise. As always, you can reach out to us on social media to let us know what you think or make suggestions for what you'd like us to review next. Please rate and review if you're willing. It helps us out, and we do truly appreciate your feedback. Please join me next week for the final installment of Molly's Minisodes, and after that, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming.